Tomorrow is the day that the long-awaited COVID vaccine will be administered in Taiwan. The Central Epidemic Command Center says that the nation's local hospitals and 57 hospitals have all been briefed on the vaccination procedures. Premier Su Chen-chang also came out to announce that he'll take the lead in getting the jab. Some wondered if it would be safe for the 73-year-old Sue to get vaccinated. The CECC said on Sunday that there's nothing to worry about. When the vaccine is available, I will take the lead to get the jab so as to boost our citizens' confidence. I've asked the CECC to assess my case. In principle, I will get vaccinated tomorrow. The first batch of the AZ vaccine will be administered Monday, with 57 medical institutions across the nation actively preparing for the vaccination process. However, some overseas studies have reported that the AZ vaccine may not be suitable for the elderly. Premier Su Jen Chong is 73 years old. Is he suitable to get vaccinated with the AZ vaccine? Actually, in both the UK and Europe, people over 65 are getting the shot, and there have been no abnormalities. I remember that Korea had suspended administering to people 65 and above, and then after they saw the report from the UK, they resumed vaccinating the elderly. We've asked the CECC experts to evaluate the situation. They have followed all the steps and plans for the schedule of vaccination, and all hospitals are fully cooperating. With the premier taking the lead, his former rival, New Taipei Mayor Ho Yoi, has followed suit. When there isn't a high willingness to get vaccinated, the leader has the responsibility to stand up and take the lead in order to calm the hearts of the people. So, including me, I'm willing to stand up and take the lead in getting the shot. To remove any misgivings that frontline medical personnel might have, both Premier Su and Health Minister Chen Shih-chung will be among the first to get the jab in the morning at 7.40 in National Taiwan University Hospital. Meanwhile, New Taipei Mayor Ho Yoi will head to Far Eastern Memorial Hospital to inspect the situation. Taipei Mayor Ko Wenzhou will also be at the Heping branch of the Taipei City Hospital to look at the situation. As for vaccinations in other hospitals, the heads of most of them will take the lead in getting vaccinated. On Friday, we already held video conferences with all the local health bureaus in 57 hospitals, and we explained the vaccination procedures from the beginning. Now that the long-awaited vaccine is here ready for administering, leaders from the central to local governments are coming out to express their stance. Now all eyes are on them to see if they'll put their money where their mouths are. With the AstraZeneca vaccine ready to be rolled out nationwide, the specter of thrombosis or blood clotting is still looming on the horizon. The latest findings in Norway and Germany have pointed to antibodies produced by antigens of the AZ vaccine that may cause the dreaded side effect. However, local medical experts believe such cases are extremely rare. The government has also added warnings for particular population groups to reduce the risk of side effects. The AstraZeneca vaccine will begin to be administered on the 22nd. However, reports of cases involving thrombotic complications have emerged in European countries recently, which have raised safety concerns. The latest investigations in Norway and Germany found that it is very likely that the antibodies produced after vaccination with the AZ vaccine will induce a strong autoimmune response, which will lead to rare blood clots or low platelets. Certain antigens of the AZ vaccine can produce certain antibodies that 
that may cause blood clots. Of course, as long as it doesn't become a common phenomenon, we don't need to suspend the vaccination. So I think the warning that the CECC is giving to pregnant women and people who are on the pill is reasonable enough. Germany, France and Italy have reinstated their administering of the AZ vaccine after having put it on pause. Local doctors feel that only a very small number of special cases would have thrombotic complications. At present, warnings have been added for special groups. However, this first batch of vaccines has an expiration date of June 15th, and the question facing authorities is, is there a need to adjust the vaccination policy for the vaccines they have on hand? In principle, if we look at the time, we won't be able to vaccinate the entirety of our medical personnel. We must prioritize those who have gotten their first dose because we can't let the vaccine expire. In principle, we hope to finish the first batch first. Because of the effective period, that's what we should do. As for worries that the expiration date is too close, Loi Yijun of the CECC has come out to emphasize that compared with the expiration dates of vaccines other countries have received, the AZ vaccine that Taiwan received does not have a short expiration date. He also promised that no vaccine will go to waste and that all doses would be used before the expiration date. The ongoing drought has caused Samun Lake's water level to drop significantly. At the four public piers around the Alpine Lake, floating docks and bridges have sunken to a new low, prompting public safety concerns. Lake management officials decided that starting April 1st, Zhao Wu and Xuanguang Piers will be temporarily closed. In the past, there were four floating docks, but now everyone can see that Itathao only has one floating dock left in use. The main reason is that the water level has dropped to the point where there is no way for boats to moor. So we've closed three floating docks, and the remaining one has been extended to reach an area with deeper water to allow boats to moor. The Sanmun Lake Management Office says that since neither Xuanguang nor Zhao Wu has a neighboring commercial area, there'll be little impact to businesses. It says it will continue to monitor changes in the lake's water level to decide how the piers should operate. Shui She Pier is now the only pier on the lake that still has four floating docks in use, a stark reminder of the severity of the ongoing drought. Actress Larissa Bakurova has been engaging in a new pursuit, teaching rhythmic gymnastics. Due to the pandemic, many competitions have been canceled, prompting the naturalized Taiwanese from Ukraine to rise to the challenge and hold her own competition, which was held on Sunday. Among the participants, Larissa's own student, Xiong Yihui, took on the hoop routine, giving a stunning performance to win the top prize. At this first rhythmic gymnastics contest held by the actress, Xiong won gold in the individual all-round competition. Larissa said she wanted to use this event to encourage Taiwanese gymnasts and to motivate them in their training. A cold front and strong seasonal winds brought temperatures plummeting in northern Taiwan by as much as 10 degrees on Sunday. Tomorrow, rain is expected with poor air quality, according to the Central Weather Bureau. However, things are looking up for later in the week, with warmer temperatures forecast for as early as Tuesday. Pedestrians walk with hands in their pockets and many are in their windbreakers. In northern Taiwan today, people felt the cold from the moment they woke up. That's not surprising as the temperature outside had slid by 10 degrees overnight, with the arrival of a continental cold front combined with strength in northeasterly winds. 
It seems those winter clothes will still be needed a bit longer. Tomorrow, the effect of this continental cold front will really be felt. In terms of temperature changes, the scope of change will not be that large throughout the day in northern Taiwan. This cold front will affect areas in northern, eastern, and central Taiwan starting tomorrow. Temperatures in these areas will drop to between 13 and 15 degrees, and southern Taiwan will see lows of 16 and 17 degrees. However, there's no need to fret, because the mercury will begin to rise starting on Tuesday. In northern Taiwan, where we are feeling the chill, the temperature will rise back up to 20 degrees or so. It will slowly keep rising until it gets back to about 25 degrees. Also, don't forget to take an umbrella with you when you head out. Northern Taiwan will see short showers, and scattered rain will occur throughout central and southern Taiwan. Due to the moisture in the air and the low temperatures, the CWB says there is even a possibility of snowfall on the evening of the 23rd in the mountains in central Taiwan. The sandstorm coming in from northern China will also have an impact, and on Sunday and Monday, air quality will be poor island-wide. Face masks are recommended for those heading outdoors. The best cure for loneliness is often a warm meal with friends and family. But that's hard to come by for many older adults living in Nanto's remote areas. Fortunately for them, the Nanto County Life Reconstruction Association offers the next best thing. Hot meals made with love and delivered by caring locals. Since its founding in the aftermath of the 1999 Gigi earthquake, this nonprofit has been delivering two meals daily, Monday to Saturday, to lonely residents in rural areas. Today, in our Sunday special report, we take you deep into the mountains of Nanto to see how this organization changes lives one meal at a time. Onions and veggies sizzle till fragrant. Lunchtime has only just passed, but cook Huang Minghong and a team of helpers are already busy getting dinner ready. They're trying to wrap up by 3 p.m. so they can start delivering meals to older adults living alone in the area. Since these meals are for older people, the chicken has to be cooked more so it's softer. Huang Minghong is part of the Nanto County Life Reconstruction Association. From Monday to Saturday, the association cooks and delivers lunch and dinner for more than 100 older adults in Guoxing Township. That's how it's been since its founding in the wake of the 1999 Gigi earthquake. Delivering more than 100 lunchboxes is a huge undertaking. Often, those involved can only afford a one-hour break after the lunch delivery before getting started on dinner. Hong Yuan, age 52, has been delivering meals for the association for more than four years. Every time she's out on a delivery, she hands out almost 30 box meals. Still, she knows each of her diner's dietary requirements. These are some of the special cases we have to keep in mind, what they can and can't eat. For example, they might have heart or kidney diseases or have previously had a stroke. For more than 20 years, the food deliverers of the association have been zipping down the winding roads of Guoxing Township to help out those in need. And with the passage of time, the pressure on them has only grown. 
As young people move away from remote areas, some older adults who lost their loved ones in the earthquake have been left to live on their own. One of them is 62-year-old Huang Shiqian, who's been living in this container home for 20 years. A brain tumor pressing down on his optic nerves caused Huang Shiqian to lose his sight. Now, his two hands are the eyes that guide him slowly around his house. If he needs to use the restroom, he grabs onto a plastic string on the wall to get around a little faster. It's one of the places I go to more often. If I had to go anywhere else, it'd be quite the struggle. If there is something I can grab onto, I can walk a little more steadily, and I don't go astray as much. Huang used to listen to the radio to keep up on happenings outside his home. But with no one to hear him speak, the one-way radio only made him feel more and more lonely. At the beginning, I would listen to music and pop songs, but then I stopped because it was very annoying. I used to be very optimistic, I like joking around. But after my surgery, if I don't have anything to amuse myself with, I feel like time just doesn't pass. Living away from people all year round left Huang Shiqian feeling alone. He was even diagnosed with bipolar disorder. But now, Hung visits daily and a caregiver washes his clothes and tidies up the house for him. Their visits are the only thing he looks forward to. Today, Hung is here once again to deliver a meal. This time, however, she notices that Huang Shiqian has veered outdoors. She helps him back inside. Her twice-daily visits to people's homes allow Hung to check up on how everyone is faring. Whenever there's a problem, meal deliverers and caregivers are often the first to find out. For example, once one of the older grandpas fell over. He lived alone, so there was nobody to help him. He couldn't get up. When I went over, he called out to me, Miss, please come, I can't get up. Help me up, please. I left the lunch boxes and rushed inside to help him get back on his feet. Staff attentiveness has prevented many a tragedy from unfolding. But the association isn't just concerned with the physical health of the people they serve. Mental well-being is just as important. Association members have come up with various ways to get people out and about. Every Wednesday, members drop by the houses of people with reduced mobility and take them to activities held by the association. It's an opportunity for everyone to mingle and stay young. When you come here, you can dance and sing. It's very lively. At home, you feel lonely and your mind starts wandering. This is a place that makes me smile. Young food deliverers, caregivers and social workers form a network that gives human warmth to those aging on their own. In addition, a good deal of love comes from people outside the association. The white rice we use in our meals comes from temples all over Taiwan. They ask me to take it after my prayers. Green grocers offer us cabbage for free, at no cost. Fish may be given to us at half price, and we get pork at $50 NT per caddy more or less. Half of the ingredients are bought and half are gifts. That allows us to keep operating for longer. Nanto's mountainous terrain poses a big challenge to deliverers trying to reach homes on steep hills. On rainy days, the roads are mossy and slippery. Sometimes you hit the brakes, but you don't slow down. 
They have four women delivering meals on four scooters along four different routes. They're like spinning tops, constantly delivering, cooking, and delivering again. Their means of transport were very worn down. So we thought it could be a chance for us to donate some equipment to make it safer for them to go on their care missions. Social workers hop on their new scooters for their next visit. Their destination is deep in the mountain range. The way there is so steep, they opt for walking up the slope to the house. They're here to see Huang Zhanying, a 92-year-old woman who's been living alone in the mountains for more than 20 years. Four years ago, her youngest son moved back to the township. Only then did she start getting some company. I'm all alone now. I just stay at home looking at the mountains over there. Before my husband passed away, he said, if I go, you'll have nobody to be with. In the end, that turned out to be true. I've been living alone for more than 20 years. Back when she was in good health, Huang Zanying would take walks in the mountains. But after a bad fall for which she needed surgery, she could only move around with a walker. Here in her limited stomping ground, her only companions are the beauty of the mountains and the silence of her home. Sometimes I'll sob and cry. It's so depressing. I've got children and grandchildren, yet I've been living all by myself for more than 20 years. Everyone's left to make a living for themselves. They marry and leave. And so I've been left all alone. Today, a group of volunteers has traveled all the way from Taipei to be her family for a day. Today, we want to fulfill a wish for her. Previously, when we visited her, she mentioned that she wished she had someone to enjoy a group meal with. So today, I brought over some of my younger employees to be her grandchildren and cook up some dishes for her. With ingredients purchased in the plains, the volunteers get busy in Huang Zhanying's tiny kitchen. The result? A feast like no other. What older generations want is actually extremely simple. It's just that us young people always say we're busy and turn down their requests. Their wishes are very straightforward. They just want young people to visit them. In the far-flung parts of Taiwan, there is a severe shortage of caregivers. Older adults have to count on other people to step in and bring warmth and color to their lives. We really appreciate all those in society who helped us on this journey. This wouldn't have been possible without them. They've helped us go farther. For over 20 years now, the nonprofit has strived to dish up much more than meals. Here in Nanto, whenever hunger strikes, a piping hot meal made with love will make its way past cliffs and slopes to bring comfort to a lonely heart.